Welcome to Fruit Snacks, a weekday podcast that covers big ideas about the Christian worldview in a bite-sized format. everyone. Thanks for joining me here at the end of another week. Today we're going to finish up the discussion about this idea of the exclusivity and the exclusive claims of Christianity somehow being arrogant or intolerant. We've already talked about how, first of all, this isn't a uniquely Christian problem. Everyone needs to answer the question of how thinking that they're right about the way the world really is and that other people who differ are wrong is arrogant or intolerant. Maybe it's not arrogant or intolerant. Maybe it's just a question of who has the best case. And so we should weigh worldviews on the merits of their, their proof, their evidence, their reasonableness compared to the other alternatives out there, and then let the best worldview win. It's not arrogant or intolerant to think that in a myriad of different options and choices, One is the best or even the only choice, and the others are just not as good. And the same is true, especially when it comes to thinking about the way the reality actually is. The second thing that we pointed out this week is that when Christians say something like this, that I I think the way I see the world is correct and that the other ways of seeing the world are incorrect, that's not our claim. We didn't create it or generate it. The claim can be traced all the way back to the words of Jesus himself. And so as Christians who are seeking to follow faithfully in the footsteps of the founder of our faith, all we are doing is agreeing with and recognizing that these were claims he made. And so it's important that we not water them down or change them because these are the words of Jesus. And if we take Jesus seriously, then we should take his claim to be the only means and way of salvation seriously. So they're not really arguing with us. They need to take it up with Jesus because he's the one who made the claim, not us. Now, one more thought I want to leave you with, and that is that maybe this doesn't have anything to do with arrogance or intolerance at all. And let me tell you what I mean. It would perhaps be arrogant if no one else made exclusive claims, except, as we said, everyone makes exclusive claims. And it would perhaps be ignorant or intolerant if Jesus himself didn't make the same claims, but he did. So when you take both of those things sort of off the table, I think there's a deeper issue with a statement like this, and it really perhaps can boil down to something a little more simple. And that is that what the person may really be saying is that they simply don't like Christianity's claims. And maybe this is just a different way of saying it. But the point is, and this is the same point we made with the sincerity trap, because sincerity is not a good test for truth. In the same way, liking something or not liking it is, is irrelevant. It's not a good test for truth. The claims of Christianity are, objectively speaking, either true or they're false. And what I, whether or not I like 
the claims of Christianity or not really has no bearing whatsoever on whether Christianity is in fact true or not. It's irrelevant. And so it's a thought worth considering as you find yourself in conversation with someone about a topic like this, trying to read between the lines to see if maybe there's a hint of this idea that maybe they just simply don't like the claims of Jesus, or maybe they've never even considered seriously the claims of Jesus and they've just written it off. Well, in that case, then this becomes a great opportunity to challenge the person who's making the statement to really take seriously the claims of Jesus, to really put them to the test, to say, I believe that my faith is an evidential faith. I believe that the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus are events which happened within history, which means that they can be historically tested and verified. They're not mythology. They're not high-in-the-sky wishful thinking. They're not some sort of unfalsifiable claim about the way that you know the, the spiritual world works with absolutely no way to verify it. This is something that happened in first century Judea under Roman rule. And we can read primary sources and secondary sources to see whether these things actually happened or not. And so it's a good challenge. And I think it's a worthwhile challenge to point out and to to give to this person if you happen to be talking to someone like this. I want to leave you with a quote from G.K. Chesterton who said something very much like this but in a much more profound way. And this is basically a way of encapsulating the challenge. He said this, The problem with Christianity is not that it has been tried and found wanting. It's that it has been found difficult and left untried. And for many people, I think that that may be true. And so if you suspect that you're talking with someone who is opposed to the claims of Christianity because they have a distaste for Christianity or because they just simply don't like Christianity, but they've never investigated it for themselves, they've never asked themselves whether or not it's true regardless of whether they like it or not, I think you have an opportunity to share the gospel and to lay a challenge at their feet. So I hope that if you're given that opportunity, you take it. And I hope that we can all pray that God will take those kinds of challenges and he will use them as a basis and a means for revealing himself to people and for drawing people into a personal relationship with him. 